0: It's
3: time to play like a jet with your host Scott Mason
1: play like a jet what does that mean incredible play 35 yard touchdown Alan Lazard six foot five frame needing every bit of it oh Hartman's still going inside the 10 and he is in for the touchdown Allen has time intercepted Ross has got it, breaking away, Garrett Wilson, Wilson a big play downfield, Wilson still going along the sideline, he's not going to go down. Allen, tripped up, he could not get past Jermaine Johnson, oh look at the speed of Brees Hall, he's done it again, Brees lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinty Williams, what a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. Thank you.
0: This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like Jet One. And we've got some breaking news. Big moves happening with the New York Jets. And so to discuss, we bring in our friend who covers the Jets for NJ.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, there were a couple of moves that happened with the Jets, but let's start with the biggest one. It's something that's been talked about all offseason. i have been saying that the Jets needed to get this done for a while, you did too. And it was something that most Jets fans had been wanting to happen for a really long time. It was something they knew needed to be done. They have finally brought back Connor McGovern to be the center again in 2023. Huge move for the Jets.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was the talk of Monday. It was, you know, I think their biggest hole in the roster before the day was at center. And, um, you know, McGovern, I know a lot of Jets fans are mad. About 2020, when he was like maybe the worst center in football, but he's been pretty good, like tenth best. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think it's a it's it fills a big need under center uh, for the Jets, and and I, that is probably the most exciting thing that happened on on Monday. I think there was something else, but I can't even remember what it was because. I've been analyzing this McGovern thing all day. Did I, did I take that too far? I think I may have taken this a bit too far.
0: <laughs> I think we both might have taken it a little too far. I will say, though, I am happy the Jets brought back Connor McGovern because they really did need a legitimate starting center. Because they did not want to go into the draft desperate to grab a center Now they've at least got somebody serviceable to play center in 2023 They should have done this a while ago It was either going to be him or Ben Jones I'm glad they did it before the draft And this was the talk of Jets fans until, of course, the afternoon When the Aaron Rodgers trade got done And that, of course, is the real big story here not Connor McGovern. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets finally happens, and the terms are somewhat similar to what you heard Charles Robinson discuss here on this show a couple of weeks ago. Here is what it ultimately comes down to. The Packers end up giving the Jets their 2023 fifth-round pick and Aaron Rodgers. The Jets give up. Their 2023 sixth round pick, their 2023 second round pick, which was number 42. They gave up their 13th pick and the Packers gave back the 15th pick. So it was a pick swap of first round picks. That's a third round value on the trade value chart, by the way. The Jets also gave up a second-round pick in 2024 that can become a first-round pick in 2024 if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps. The Jets did not get any give-back protection in 2025. So what you heard Charles Robinson say is there were two holdups in the deal. The first holdup is the Jets wanted give back protection in case Aaron Rodgers decided to retire after 2024. Charles said that he thought the Jets might be willing to bend on that if the Packers were willing to bend on the straight shot first rounder next year that they were asking for. The Packers did bend on that, and instead of it definitely being a first round pick, Rodgers would have to play 65% of the snaps, So what that does protect the Jets against is if, say, Rodgers gets hurt in training camp or early in the season, then the Jets wouldn't have to give up a first-round pick. But if he plays 11 games or more, that second-rounder becomes a first. So, Andy, let's talk about this. I have my own thoughts, but before I get into that, I want to hear from you. You've been covering this, as I have, for over a month, and it's finally over. A, you must be relieved that you don't have to look at your phone every 10 seconds, and B, what are your thoughts on what happened here between the Jets and the Packers? Yeah, I mean they overpaid. I don't think I mean I think
3: I think it's closer than it probably feels like, but the 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 twenty twenty four pick for me is like where I'd be like, Why? Why 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 am I caving on that? Just because um you know, I understand that like Rodgers and Favre are different players, even even though they came from the same place and Almost had uh, a, a very similar at a very similar stage. I mean, Favre was also thirty-nine. Uh, Rogers thirty-nine. Both returning forty in that year. Um, you no know, Rod, there's a couple of differences. Like Rogers wanted to come to the Jets. Favre didn't. He wanted to go to the Vikings. That obviously was never going to happen, which which raises the value. But I think when you get a guaranteed second-round pick for a guy who's thirty-nine years old, I think that's kind of appropriate. Where I don't think it's appropriate is. Um, and then let me just, like, preface all this by, like, the Jets have Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't think it's, like, an egregious There they're worse things to overpay for. I don't think it's an egregious overpay. I think, like, it's it's worth taking a, a shot. Um, you know, people. some people hate the term like pushing all your chips into the middle, whatever you want to call it. I think, like, a lot of people are going to have very good opinions on how good this Jets team is. Uh, I, I don't think they're, like, a favorite to win it all. or or anything close to that. But I think like they're now a playoff contender and and crazy stuff can happen once you're in and they have enough young pieces like where this is fun and it's good. And obviously I'm glad it's over too. And maybe that's color in my opinion, but I don't think it's like the the worst over I'll And and I can't blame any Jets fan who doesn't care and thinks it's great or any Jets fan who's pissed because like, why did they do this when they probably could have waited it out and, and got what they wanted anyway? Um, but um for me that like there should have been more protection on this 2024 pick. I mean you're talking about let's say Rodgers breaks his leg or something in training camp, retires. Like it's not even the worst case scenario but the Jets are giving up a first and a second for nothing. Like there should have been more protection there. And then let's let's say he like decides he wants to leave after one year, but played most of the snaps, played more than 65% of the snaps. Now they're giving up you know, a first and a second. So, um, I, I don't know if I said two seconds before. That's what I meant. But anyway, um, you guys get the point of what I'm saying here. Is like there is, you know, a lot of stuff that, that could. I think they could have done better. I think Joe Douglas, who's been really good at getting max value for trades, could have done a better job um, uh, on protecting that pick. And and there was a there was a a framework. I mean, I think that the trade the Jets made 15 years ago. Was pretty fair when you looked at how it broke down and and the contingencies in there for, for Rodgers in terms of like if they went to the Super Bowl and he played 80% of the snaps, it's the first round pick. Um, then we go to the playoffs and he plays 70% of the snaps, the second round pick. Um, and then ultimately ended up being a third round pick because he played half the snaps, they so didn't go to the playoffs. So, I mean, I think that would have been a much more favorable um, and fair outcome. And the Jets, it would have been hard to blame them for. Um, you know, sticking to that, um, and and the Packers would have had to come off of it because, you know, with his contract and and the situation, uh, like of him choosing the Jets, it wasn't really any other players. So, um, but I think it's going to be an exciting year for the Jets, and and I think like like nobody's going to be thinking about that if if they're in the playoffs next year, and I don't think like this whole Super Bowl or bus thing. Um, I mean, it's it's partially, it's going to end up being looked at that way in the long run, but like the Jets, these, you know, Jets fans have been so starved for anything good happening that um, it's got, I mean, I, I think it's going to be cool for, for them to see or for you guys to see Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. And um, it's kind of hard to believe it's happening. So, I mean, I don't know. I like, obviously my brain's kind of all over the place. It's been a long day and and a long month, but hope some of that made sense. I think, you know, it's it's a complicated situation, but I think uh, it's going to change a lot of things for the Jets, and and it's it's going to be interesting, and and we'll see if it means that they're good. But I I can see I can see it happening. I think they have a chance to be a pretty good team next year.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Play like a jet. Play like a jet. I'm going to give a balanced opinion on this, Andy, because I don't want to be one of these people that is all positive or all negative. I want to present the full picture and give my complete opinion here. So let's start with the downsides here. The first part of this is, As you said, I think the Jets overpaid. They gave up way more than they needed to. The Packers absolutely had to get rid of Rodgers. They had nowhere else to send him. The Jets were the only team that were willing to take this awful contract, one of the worst contracts in NFL history. It was so bad that absolutely no other team was interested in one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. That tells you how bad the contract was now. With that being said, the Jets did themselves absolutely no favors by Woody Johnson going out and saying what he said at the owners' meetings, by Joe Douglas doing what he did at the owners' meetings and basically saying the team wouldn't be checking in on Lamar Jackson, which was mind-boggling to me, and, of course, Joe Douglas going to that WFAN event with Boomer Esiason and basically guaranteeing the Jets would get Aaron Rodgers. None of that helped, so let's start with that. But ultimately, my issue is the Jets gave up a lot for a guy that they didn't have to give up a lot for. They gave up the equivalent of Elijah Moore, two third-round picks, and most likely a first-rounder next year, They got no give back protection in 2025 in case Rodgers leaves after a year. And on top of that, they got very limited protection as far as that second rounder becoming a first rounder. That condition should have been team related. It should have been the Jets go to the AFC Championship or at the very least, it should have been the Jets have to win a playoff game. It had to be more than Rodgers just plays basically 11 games because Rodgers could get off to a bad start. Or he could struggle. He is going to be 40 years old. Or there's all kinds of other things that could happen. Tons of injuries could occur, as they did last year. The Jets end up being a lot worse than expected. And now the Jets have given up a much higher pick than they anticipate. And by the way, Rodgers could still retire after one year. Now, we keep hearing about how the Jets feel very confident that Aaron Rodgers will stay for two years. Sure, but this is a guy that a month ago said he was 90% retired. So you have no idea what he's going to be thinking a month from now, let alone a year from now. He has no idea. They have no idea. Nobody has any idea. So that all means nothing. So when you look at that, you say the value of the 13th for 15th pick swap is a third round pick. You've now also let the Packers and Patriots, two teams that might have similar interests to yours in terms of who to pick in the draft, jump ahead of you. And that could be an issue for you. Plus, you've given up Elijah Moore, a young ascending receiver. I know he was a little disappointing last year, but I would argue that had a lot more to do with the level of quarterback play. A third-round pick and Elijah Moore is what they gave up to get that second-round pick that they ended up ultimately giving up to the Packers. And plus, like we said, what is almost sure to be a first-round pick unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt early in the season. That's a lot. For that terrible contract that nobody else wanted. I think that's my main issue here. It's not that they got Rodgers. It's that they gave up way more than they needed to. And they didn't protect themselves. The Jets are going to have to build this roster out around Aaron Rodgers. Over the next year or two. And when Rodgers leaves. Which could happen in a year or two. They're going to have to have the ammo to continue to build this roster out. Because if you think about it. The Jets have realistically a four to six year window with these young ascending pieces. If they continue to add more young pieces, more quality pieces over that time period, if they added a young quarterback who is probably going to take a year or two to really get there, even a guy like Trevor Lawrence took about a year and a half to really get there then that window starts to close a lot faster because now you've really tried to accelerate the time frame when I'm not sure that the Jets are necessarily there. If you look at Vegas odds, the Jets are really more in a dead heat with Miami for second in the AFC East than they are with the Buffalo Bills for first place in the AFC East. And let's be honest about this. And again, I'm going to get into all the positives about this too. So I don't want people to say I'm just harping on the negatives. I'm trying to give a complete picture. When you go into a business deal, you have to look at things under the auspices of what's the worst case scenario, what's the best case scenario, what's the most likely scenario. So in this case, the worst case scenario would be something along the lines of Rodgers gets hurt in training camp. He doesn't even end up playing. The Jets give up what amounts to two second-round picks and that pick swap for virtually nothing, right? That would be a worst-case scenario. It would also be a bad scenario if the Jets wind up with Rodgers giving up that first-round pick but say they don't make the playoffs. That would be a worst-case scenario as well. Best-case scenario would be the Jets make some sort of deep playoff run, maybe the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl, right? The most likely scenario here, though, is that the Jets probably make the playoffs. Remember, we had said last year that if the Jets had even reasonably competent quarterback play, they would have made the playoffs. I think you can make that case again this year with reasonably competent quarterback play. So good chance the Jets make the playoffs. Vegas odds tell you that, at least for now. And so if the Jets were to make the playoffs, their most likely path is as a wild card. And if they make it as a wild card... Most likely, you're looking at a road game in Kansas City, Buffalo, or Cincinnati. Could the Jets win that game? Sure, of course they could. But what's the most likely scenario here? The most likely scenario here would be they get in the playoffs and they lose. So when you look at it from that perspective, it's an exciting acquisition, and it absolutely is a major improvement over what we've seen. But with realistic expectations, you look at a team that could be much better, but Maybe, even though their ceiling is significantly higher than it would have been with somebody like Ryan Tannehill or Derek Carr, at least in year one, the result may not necessarily have been all that different, especially considering that the Jets didn't add a ton of talent here in the offseason. Now let's look at the good part of this. Aaron Rodgers absolutely raises the Jets' ceiling significantly. While the most likely scenario is what I described, they get in the playoffs and they end up losing, Aaron Rodgers at least gives them a puncher's chance to beat these better teams, whereas they wouldn't have had that opportunity with a quarterback who was below average or even around average, most likely. So you definitely have to take that into account. Also, there's the potential for a lot of these players, and Andy, you and I talked about this before we started recording, to learn from Aaron Rodgers, to sort of ascend with Aaron Rodgers, become better with Aaron Rodgers. If you really want to take that to the next level in terms of what the Jets are hoping for, Zach Wilson, the hope is that Zach Wilson learns from Aaron Rodgers and that being behind Aaron Rodgers and being mentored by him will help Zach Wilson maybe eventually become a serviceable NFL quarterback. Now, I think this is a lot of wishful thinking because Zach Wilson was so bad, plus If you're hoping Aaron Rodgers is here for two years, by the time he's done, Zach Wilson's contract expires because the Jets cannot pick up his fifth-year option next year, which is $20 million. That would require... Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson to make a combined $70 million and you're not going to be willing to commit $20 million to a guy who played as poorly as Zach Wilson did. So if you're looking at this from the negative point of view, I think it's that the Jets may have put themselves in a potential future bind. I didn't also mention the prohibitive cap hits after Rodgers leaves. That happens. There's $61 million in dead cap for the following two years And so if you look ahead, if this doesn't work out in the very short term, you're looking at some long-term pain. But the good news is, in the short term, you've got some talented young players, a team that appears ready to make a playoff run right now, and a quarterback who at least puts them in the conversation. He doesn't make them a favorite, not even for their own division, but he makes them a likely playoff team, and he makes them a team That at least has a puncher's chance to beat the better teams in the conference and maybe make a run. So when you weigh it out, was it worth it? Time will tell. Because Andy, as you said, if the Jets go to the AFC Championship game or they go to the Super Bowl or something like that, no one's really going to be that bothered by what they gave up. But I think if you are annoyed about this in any way, the main reason you should be annoyed is that A, the Jets did everything they could to sabotage their leverage throughout this process, leverage that was completely in their court because of the fact that the Packers had nowhere else to get rid of Rodgers and they had no choice but to deal him. The Jets had every ounce of leverage if they would have used it properly, and they didn't. And ultimately, they gave up a lot more than they needed to to get Rodgers whether or not that ends up mattering to you in the end because Rogers gets the Jets somewhere that you're hoping he will get them is a different discussion than whether or not the Jets got the best deal for themselves that they could get. So that's the ebb and the flow, the positive and the negative. Andy, do you think that what I said is a fair assessment overall, both on the plus and the minus side?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. Um, I agree with pretty much everything you said. I think like we have a differing opinion of the, the team's ceiling. And I, I don't disagree with you that there's holes and concerns. And I don't think it's um, as simple as plug and play. Like, Oh, you know, they should have won a bunch of games. They didn't last year. Now they will. I mean, they also should have lost some of the games they won last year. Um, and uh, you know, the, the, the schedule is a different schedule and it's, it's a tough schedule. So uh, I don't think it's like automatic here, but I also think like they have enough young players Um, who maybe struggled down the stretch last year, and I also have like they obviously have Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner, who like could take steps forward. Also, like it could be hard for them to take steps forward because they played so well, especially in Sauce's place, as we talked about before he came on. But um, with Garrett, like he had eleven hundred yards with those quarterbacks last year. Like I'm just fascinated. Like, what is this going to look like? like, with him and and Aaron Rodgers, like, holy shit, I know I'm not, I don't know if we're supposed to surround around here, but, like, that's going to be cool to watch. Um, And then, like, I just think some of these guys could have learned from last year, and and just like last year we saw for the Jets to get in the position where they were 7-4 going into December, it was because, like, guys played better than anybody expected them to, and I think it can happen again. But they also had, like, great injury luck on defense last year. I don't like, I am not saying their defense isn't a really good defense, but like it was like they were shockingly healthy on defense for most of the year. Um, You know, and they also got elite play from their corners, which they needed because their coverage was so questionable in the middle of the field. And they haven't upgraded the coverage in the middle of the field. And like, if there's any sort of, excuse me, if there's any sort of regression, corner with coverage it's going to like show up obviously so there's there's some pitfalls here where like this isn't like a, a lock that like uh, the defense is going to be like as awesome as it was last year especially also when they they really haven't filled the uh the run stuffers that they lost in free agency at defensive tackle so uh you know i, I just think there are some concerns but i also think like you could see guys like Jermaine Johnson having a breakout year, which could be a, a game changer or, you know, Clemens being a guy that, that maybe slides in the inside where he's had some success and, and like being able to handle a bigger role there because it's needed. Um, and then, I mean, obviously you have a huge question marks on the offensive line and, and like, I don't, you know, I mean, I, I know everybody's excited about Makai Becton. I'm not trying to be negative. It's just like the reality of the situation, guys. He has not played a game. He's not completed a game in two years. Um, like he's, you're not going to put him like I don't understand like if if we get to the season he's the starting left tackle. I like I don't I don't see how that happens. Like for Aaron Rodgers, so so I mean there's some questions on the offensive line. I know everyone's going to hate that I say that, but like think like just think of the guy has not finished a football game in two years, and then your other the guy who's going to start left tackle even though. Some fans don't want to acknowledge that uh, Dwayne Brown is going to be 38 years old in, in August, at the end of August. So, I mean, there's some there's some issues here that you know they obviously got bit by their injuries on the offensive line. Now, I'm not saying like Beckton is done, and, and I'm not saying he's not working hard, and I'm not saying they should give up on him. Um, but like you know, it's not a a lock that that this is going to work. So there there's like some big question marks here, but also like I, you know, I think if Aaron Rodgers uh, and if their line is good and I think there's potential for their line to be good considering some of the depth they have and, and if they add, uh, you know, if they draft the right guys. And, and uh, you know, I I know they said the plan is to move, is to keep uh, Vera Tucker at guard, but... I'll believe that when I see it, and I think there's some creative ways that they can shift around on the line to be better than, than people think they they will be, or or to like deal with some of these question marks. And I can just see like um them figuring it out. Like they they have a lot of talent. They have more talent and and depth even with these question marks than we've seen in a long time. And and I think um you know the coaching staff will be better, and, and obviously the quarterback play um, is going to be. Almost certainly, way better. So I, I can see them being a, a threat, and I don't like. I don't obviously. I, I agree with what you said. They're not a favorite, probably even in the division, and or to win a Super Bowl. But I don't think it's like. Whereas it would have been pretty, bat you know bat stuff crazy last year for the win the Super Bowl. It's like not crazy. Like they could happen if thing if some things swing their way. They could be a really good team that that. Kind of surprises people and 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 plays at that level and and suddenly is like you see you start looking at them like we started looking at the Eagles at the end of last year. Obviously, the Eagles have more guys who proved it before now, but um, like that that stuff can happen. Or the way the Bengals kind of just emerged and and now are viewed as an elite team. So uh, again, Bengals may have a little bit more established talent, but uh, like the Jets can get there. So I, I think there's both reasons for concern and, and to be realistic, but. Um, you know, I'd be excited if I was a Jets fan about po- the possibility and like, hey, you might you might be able to see a four thousand yard passer for the first time since nineteen sixty seven. So, um, I mean, that's cool too. So, and just seeing Aaron Rodgers in the Jets uniform, I would imagine after all the uh, trials and tribulations Jets fans have been through, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And and again, please don't flood my emails with, with Makai Beck's and stuff. I, I get it. but <laughs> That's just how I feel. So, uh, <laughs>
0: Andy, I agree with you. We're all very optimistic about Makai Becton. Nobody likes Makai Becton more than I do. I would love to see him do well, and I think there's a good chance he's going to have a nice comeback here. But there's a question when a guy comes back after missing two years. No guarantees with him, and there are a lot of questions throughout the Jets roster, including Aaron Rodgers, who is going to be 40 years old. And so with each year, there are more and more questions about whether or not that quarterback is going to start to have that downhill swing. Did that begin last year, or was that more a product of the thumb injury and the new players around him? We will see, but one thing that I think we all agree on, Andy, you agree with this, I agree with this, and I think almost every Jets fan would agree with this is, regardless of your feeling on what the Jets gave up, There is no question the Jets are in a much better position today than they were yesterday, and they have a much more exciting team, a much higher ceiling, and a much better opportunity to potentially do well in 2023 than they have really for the last 12 years when they didn't make the playoffs. so if you're a Jets fan, you have to be happy that Aaron Rodgers is here regardless of how you feel about the compensation and whether the jets overpaid or however it is you feel maybe you think that the jets underpaid. I don't know whatever you're feeling on the trade is, you have to at least be positive about the Jets looking like a team that should be fun to watch this year and Andy I think we are going to be covering a lot of primetime games this year.
3: Yeah, I mean, this team had two combined primetime games in 2021 and 2022. And, I mean, it's pretty obvious they're going to be close to six, which is the max next year. Um, I mean, the, when when the schedule comes out after the draft, we'll find out. But, like, the, the, the NFL schedule maker before this, uh, the broadcast dude, before this trade was even finalized on Monday, he was he had talked about, like, how, yeah, we're just operating as if the Jets are going to have Aaron Rodgers, and, pretty much, and it changes a lot. I mean, they're they're more exciting now because of some of the young talent too, but this is going to change like a lot of things now. It doesn't mean that they're going to be good, or... but they're going to be like one of the most interesting stories in sports. People are going to be paying attention to them. Um, and then, and the other thing about like, I've seen some people get upset about like mortgaging their future. And like, I think you brought up a lot of good points that they have created a tougher path, especially if this doesn't work. And I don't think there's any doubt about that, but this isn't like the nets trading for, um, Durant, I'm mean, sorry, Durant. This isn't the Nets trading for another Nets trade. Garnett and Pierce and Chase and Terry, like that was malpractice. And you're like these guys had were were way further from being like their elite selves than Rogers, who was is basically a year removed from being a two time MVP, is. Um, you know, it's it's like the Jets are giving up less. This feels different. Um, I, I think it's like it has a better chance of working uh, It's not going to even be go down as the worst trade in this area I and mean, not not to say that, that Douglas or, or Saul will recover for it, it from it if it doesn't work but I mean that's just the reality of, of the situation and when you take a shot um especially like like this one there, there's a risk that comes with it but I, I mean I think there's a lot to like about it and um if like because someone who covered, those Nets teams, like those Nets teams, were like closer to being like in the the conference finals than people remember. And they and they were they did figure it out. It took them a while because Pierce and Garnett were not all in when they arrived. They didn't really get all in until January, and that's when the Jets, I mean, the Nets started playing well. I don't like Rogers. Seems like he'll be very motivated given how things ended in Green Bay, um, and I think that's going to help the Jets too. So uh, I mean, they're they're going to be fascinating. They're going to be kind of at the center of the sports universe, and that's either going to be a good thing or or a bad thing. I mean, there's going to be a lot of pressure to do well early and it's not going to be easy, especially like if freeze hall gets back to hundred percent this year, it's not going to happen until midway through the season. And what's like the run game going to look like early in the season. Um, that that's a big question mark. And, and, and it, it could play a key role. And if things don't go well early, it's going to be dramatic and, and probably not in a good way. So there, there's some of those pitfalls, but it's going to be fascinating to watch and, and, I mean it's been a long time since the Jets were relevant like in this way where they're going to be part of the public consciousness in this not just in this city but in this country. And I think it's going to be um interesting I mean to, for me to be a part of obviously I, I like I'm interested to see how how what what it's like and, and all that but I just think it's going to be interesting for Jets fans too and um it's going to be interesting to see how this team handles everything that comes with that because there's like good stuff about it and bad stuff about it and uh, new expectations and new commitments and new distractions and um, you know, stuff that can make you better and stuff that can also take away from what you're trying to do. So it's like a, it's a, it's a fascinating situation and uh, I think it's going to be really cool to watch and, and see how it, how it plays out.
0: Andy, first of all, thanks a lot for giving me PTSD and making me relive those terrible Nets years I had put them completely out of my memory with extensive therapy, and now I have to think about them again. But while we're on the subject of basketball, the Sacramento Kings broke the longest streak of no playoffs in North American sports this past year. That streak now belongs to the Jets. Can they break that streak with Aaron Rodgers? You hope so. And certainly if you're a Jets fan, you should be very optimistic that that streak will indeed end this year Andy Vasquez who covers the Jets for NJ.com Thanks so much for coming on and talking about the breaking news Of Aaron Rodgers Getting traded to the New York Jets Finally that deal is done And also of course Conor McGovern Re-signing to be Aaron Rodgers Center, really appreciate it Everybody should check out Andy's great work over at NJ.com. He's got fantastic articles. He's going to be doing a lot of content about Rodgers and leading up to the draft. So go to NJ.com, read Andy's work, subscribe as well. Check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has some awesome All-22 breakdowns, including one of Aaron Rodgers against the AFC East from last year. So if you want to watch that, go ahead, check it out. It's on our channel right now, YouTube.com slash jet. Subscribe to our channel If you haven't already And watch all the videos Visit our store TeePublic.com That's TeePublic.com We've got the John Franklin Myers Quentin Williams Bless You Thank You shirt The Play Like Jet logo shirt Caps, Mugs, Hoodies It's all there TeePublic.com That's TeePublic.com And be sure to give us A five star review For the podcast on iTunes If you haven't done that already Easy way to help out the show If you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time Doesn't cost you any money But it goes a long way To help us out So if you can go ahead And do that for us We'd be quite grateful And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content. You know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and
2: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
1: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry